0: day so every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past but we damn sure can make a difference today welcome to episode 75 of shop Talk it's Carrie and Jennifer and we are back with a recap of the latest episodes of the rookie and the rookie feds these two episodes gave us some intense storylines but we also had some relationship progressions for some of the characters so that was nice it was a little bit there was like a good balance i feel like yeah between the two so um first we have some news we got a couple of newer episode descriptions for the rookie and the rookie feds um jennifer you can start off with yeah uh the rookie if you want
1: so this airs next week um it's titled daddy Cop. And in the midst of a heat wave and a citywide blackout, Officer John Nolan and Aaron follow increasingly large leads after they discover criminals hiding at the station. While on duty, Officer Chen makes an alarming discovery after being called to the scene where a pungent smell has wreaked havoc. Meanwhile, Lucy and Harper scheme to get Tim out of his new job and into a more exciting position. There's a lot to unpack here. Also, if you saw the promo, it looks like Kelly Clarkson is guest starring, which will be really fun. She's probably yeah. just going to be like in the, I don't know, one or two scenes or whatever. But
2: yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, like the promo showed Lucy and Tim and really everyone else being like, I don't know, roughed up. Like yeah, I mean,
0: like literally everyone was in that elevator. Well, I mean, I'm sure they didn't actually film in an elevator, but yeah. like everyone was in that space.
1: Yeah poor little selena is like behind like in between like erin and lucy and she's just like hidden
0: yeah i literally didn't even see Lisette, um in the promo
1: yeah yeah um, so and in the promo um lucy was like i love your music mm-hmm. um which my friend holly had pointed out that um it's like the first american idol winner and the first canadian idol winner together
0: and I, I was think.
1: like, "Oh my gosh, yes!"
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Melissa will see it like that, right? But we, yeah, definitely. That's
1: yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I just want to know more. Like, I, I just want to see this new job that Tim has, and like, I want to get him into a more exciting position. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, because so.
0: I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't know what that could be, and I don't. I also just the way they say like Officer John Nolan and Aaron, I'm like yeah. okay, like say Thorson or Yes. I don't know. Like, and then they the say like,
1: like not. Yeah, and then they say like Officer Chen, but then like later it's like Lucy Harper and Tim. I'm like, why are you using Harper? Use Nyla. Like, I don't yeah. know. They're inconsistent with their naming <laughs> in these, yeah. but
0: I mean yeah. I get it because you want to you ha- you know, vary things up. But- yeah it i don't it just somehow doesn't really work all the time in these things yeah
1: also in the promo um tim asks lucy your place or mine and she's like well you know if we're gonna do this like we need to do it right so i mean chenford is doing things (laughs) pretty much (laughs) they're doing things yeah (laughs) it's fine (laughs) i'm not ready to spiral at all literally i need like another good chenford brain rot
0: i just i mean not that i'm saying because yes that would be good if that would like happen for them i just feel like since their first date was like ruined yeah i feel like with the blackout or something like it just i just feel like there's another like wrench to be thrown in there
1: plans which I mean, stuck,
0: but I just yeah but it's
1: it's tv like nothing is ever perfect (laughs) yeah
0: but if it does happen you know more power to them I'm sure we'll be like freaking out (laughs) I mean
1: I don't know they're like on the seven o'clock hour for central time like I don't think that we're getting like a full-on you know like sexy time scene i think if anything they'll just like lead us to i mean the rookie has never really done that in the first place so no yeah i don't know but like a girl can dream so (laughs) aka i can dream (laughs) yeah but yeah yeah for sure
0: and then for the rookie feds uh their episodes called the remora when Brendan and Antoinette's first date becomes an undercover operation, they embrace their new roles and make the most of the adventure. Meanwhile, Simone and Laura help Carter boost his dating game, and Simone's daughter makes a surprise visit with her new boyfriend. Uh, And Jordana Brewster and Donna Mills
1: are guest starring. And Jordana Brewster wasn't even, like, announced. Like, we just saw it in the promo photos. Yes. Um, this episode is going to be like a true crime version of The Rookie, right? Like, that's kind of um, what it made it seem like.
0: Well, that one... That one's out for blood. That one... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one will be next week is the true crime.
1: Yeah. One. So then the Remora airs on the 25th. Whatever that Tuesday is. 24th? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool um yeah that'll be interesting to see so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah because we've gotten photos for out for blood like for feds um don't think we've gotten them for the rookie no i feel
1: like they're they've been lately late late as of recently with photos yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um, so like we had said before, um, Donna Mills is guest starring in the January 24th episode of Feds. Um, and Variety dropped the news yesterday and she'll play a Lachlan or wait, no, she's guest starring in next week's episode. I'm like all over the place with dates. Yeah yeah because she's guest sorry she's gonna play layla Lachlan, a famous cosmetics maven who had quote-unquote humble beginnings and began as a single mom who made her way by developing skincare products in her previous in her kitchen mm-hmm. um so i i don't know in the article it was kind of explained how she's like kind of tied in there with brendan so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how that goes um I don't really know her from anything but variety had shared that like she's been in Gunsmoke General Hospital Melrose Place the good life yeah she was just kind of drawing a blank for me but I was like I'm sure that it'll be great so
0: yeah I haven't uh recognized her but I'm interested to see like you said how it ties into the true crime
1: yeah of it all so seeing Brendan and like his full like vampire with like the hair like he already <laughs> has his hair like slicked back but it was yeah. like very slicked back I was mm-hmm. like listen I'm here for this like bring it on next yeah, Tuesday like,
0: wearing the red contacts I'm sure was yeah fun I don't know if I could do that because I can't even wear regular <laughs> contacts no. I don't know how people wear colored ones
1: yeah I mean i've never tried context but just the thought of it like freaks me out so
0: yeah but that's cool it'll just be fun to see kevin like in that vampire mode
1: yeah (laughs) yeah he'll be playing a character within a character yeah for a show within a show yes yeah wow
0: wow and then we have the documentary Some big brain about, thoughts
1: that we about, just came up with
0: <laughs> yeah the documentary is about the show within the show
1: yeah okay but like we saw that Brendan and Simone are going to be partnered up like for interviewing yeah. listen I need Brentson partnered up at least <laughs> once
0: please, please I know I was kind of I was kind of hoping for it but then at the same time though because I feel like Simone is kind of gonna embarrass him with yeah. you know oh well he was on you know this show remember this show like she's just gonna keep bringing it up i feel like
1: but i also feel like i really need simone and carter to be partnered up for like Like, interviewing on the true crime yeah because he would just i could see it being a lot like tim and lucy where she's like you know simone's all into this and carter's like this is so dumb like this (laughs) is so dumb and you're ridiculous
0: yeah of course i could also see it if okay so say you have simone and brendan so then, if they had Carter and Laura, it would go over with Simone and Brendan talking away and then just yeah,. For kids. <laughs> so then they cut away because neither yeah. uh, Carter or Laura want to like sit down and talk about this. Yeah., yeah I could see that as well.. Yep. but And as always, Eric and Rosalind have their podcast he said if you haven't listened to it you definitely should as we say like all the time it's just really good and Rosalind hinted that she wants to do something like a sort of event for the podcast so yeah that would be cool to just see if if that all can come together
1: i would be there in a heartbeat i Mm -hmm. would (laughs) Mm -hmm. their episode this week was hilarious yeah i was like cracking up listening to it
0: yeah well it's cool because like they have that new producing deal with fox and then like Mm -hmm. rosalind's fantasy island shows back on fox for season two right now so they're just they're just having living their best lives they are
1: yeah yeah yeah, like at one point she plugged fantasy island and then he was like oh god or whatever and so then it was his turn and he Mm -hmm. was like and while we're on the topic of shows, like, you know, thanks for all the love on season five of The Rookie. And <laughs> she just kind of, like, gave it right back to him with, like, not disgust, but just like, oh, my gosh, like, rolling her eyes or whatever. So it was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then next Tuesday on January 17th, um, Jenna Dewan will be on the Kelly Clarkson show and Kelly will be behind the scenes of The Rookie. So. Yeah, found out that little piece of news from my good friend Holly, who is a big fan. (laughs) She cannot wait for next week, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It'll be fun, for sure. Um,
1: With that, we should probably just get into the episode. There was a lot, so.
0: Yeah, for for both the rookie and feds, definitely. Yeah. So we'll start off with the rookie, and we're going to start off with the missing boy and the gang war that happens I love that Angela's brother was back because I don't think anyone uh knew it until maybe a couple hours before some people were tweeting about it that he was coming back yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't know until like he came onto the screen um the thing that I like about the rookie being on Tuesdays maybe it's just because of me but like I'm at work until five o'clock so like if there are spoilers dropped like i just don't see them i don't have a problem with not going on twitter Mm -hmm. so that's like one of the good things about the rookie and feds being on tuesdays is like i Mm -hmm. lose all potential getting spoilers Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah yeah so uh we had angela's brother uh father d as everyone likes to call him uh, He had dropped by to ask her and Nyla to look into the disappearance of a boy named Mateo, who he knows is trying to get out of the uh, gang life. But obviously, if he's not around, he doesn't know what happened to him. He just wants them to look into it. And so Angela and Nyla use his... Well, use Mateo's phone to kind of track his whereabouts, like where his last known was. Um, and that's how they found the warehouse that they start to search and they're joined by John and Selena at this point. And they call his phone and it starts ringing in a wall where newly placed plaster is. And so after John breaks it down a little bit, and Nyla, and uh, they kind of pull away the debris, they discover not only Mateo but three other uh, members of a crew that yeah. were in in the wall, basically. Um, and it's they're suspect suspecting that it's uh, a. Guy named Quinlan, like it's from his crew. And but they assume that these killings are the work of a rival gang leader named Moses. So Angela and Nyla go talk to him while John and Selena are going to talk to Quinlan. And while John and Selena are talking to him, they slowly but surely start to realize that he's already set something in motion because he was not happy but once he finally did start talking to it like he was just all smiles and very much like he because he already knew what was going to happen and they couldn't really do anything to stop it Mm -hmm. Um, the retaliation hit anyway but uh, John does radio to warn Nyla and Angela like Literally just seconds before shots yeah. rang out while they're talking to Moses um in his shop. Cause he like he was so surprised that they well, surprised, quote unquote, that they were there. Um yeah. but it turns out that he ex- ended up escaping out the back, like when the shots were being fired. And thankfully, Nyla and Angela are not. Uh, harmed in that, but a couple of uh the other gang members are dead on the scene. So it's kind of it is a war and so they obviously like want to stop it and so when Angela's brother comes back with the tip from one of Mateo's friends, uh he's like there's this shipment apparently coming in so then they so he thinks that, Nyla and Angela should go check it out and Damien said that the tipster told him that Quinlan was the one that told him about it so basically the LAPD could take out Moses for him so he wouldn't lose any more of his guys so it's kind of like LAPD's going to do the dirty work for him in a way and so I just love how Gray was like, well, yeah, that is basically what we're going to do. Yeah, because um, I mean, you know, regardless of the reasoning, they want to get the drugs off before they hit the streets. Yeah. So, um, they go in, and when Nyla and Angela show up, and then um, Tim and Aaron are assisting. When they show up when guys are there and they end up taking shots at them like they would already apprehended the uh other couple of from moses from his side and then their shots and i'm like really they can't just have like one clean arrest on yeah. the show today i know like that was not the that was not the theme of the episode it was just messy all around yeah, and
1: at least for the storyline it's yeah. like the end yeah, there was gosh, a little right. bit of a clean arrest
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah and so i mean i liked that angela was i mean she asked the question aloud of like well why would he give us a tip only to be the same people taking us out right now like mm-hmm. obviously something's not adding up so they interview um, Ricky, who was the boy that gave him the tip earlier. And so they, well, Angela and Niall sit down with Damien and Ricky, and he is originally very hesitant to tell them who tipped him off. But yep. he he does eventually tell them that it was Elijah, as in Elijah Stone. And it turns out that the surprise you know that Moses was having was pretty legit considering Elijah orchestrated the whole thing Mm -hmm. to turn the gangs against each other so he could kind of reclaim the territory without any yeah like effort really on his part and it just I don't know like not like in a ha ha funny way, but it just cracks me up that <laughs> they brought Brandon in for like this five seconds, yeah, of a scene, yeah, just so they could do like the walk, and then he's just gonna get into the car, yeah. and I was like, I can appreciate the effort, but I just, yeah. I don't understand. Like, or, or are, are they setting, no words?
1: <laughs> or are they setting him up to come back
0: more? That's true. Well, because at the end, because Angela, you know, understandably was like well, shoot, I gotta warn Wesley because, yeah. you know, they thought that they were finally rid of Elijah, you know, once Wesley had apologized to him for crying yeah. out loud. He was like, okay, he got his apology, he's gonna just, you know, go away now. But yeah. that that didn't happen. Or, well, it's assumed that it might not yeah.
1: we. I also wonder how Elijah knew to mess with those two gangs because, like, did he have the goal to get back into wesley and angela's kind of like lives and like mess with them more or was it just like he solely got lucky and doesn't even know
0: i don't don't know i mean i feel like he'd be smart enough to kind of know that the because in the beginning of the episode i think it was nyla maybe had like mentioned that they were like the up and coming gangs yeah. um that were just taking control of what was left of elijah's work and so i feel like elijah's just like no no one's gonna like take credit for what he'd built already mm-hmm. even though it was drugs and yeah. other terrible things you know he just he wanted to have control back i think and yeah. so but you know he didn't want to put in any work to actually be the one to take people out so he just had <laughs> yeah other people do it for him so i just i don't know i don't know how i just, i wasn't expecting to see him that's for sure no because i literally thought like moses was just like playing them the whole time i was like nope he really did it and like he was you know the one that was like behind yeah. everything. but nope well, not him not quinlan it was
1: elijah there was a yeah. lot going on in this episode and I almost like couldn't follow along with this case. And I don't know if it's because it was, it just seemed like a lot or yeah, if it's because there truly was a lot going on in this episode.
0: I mean, there was, I think because at least for like Tim and Aaron, they really had like that call and then mm-hmm. the call on the uh, baseball diamond. Uh, yeah. And that was kind of their two, like, calls. And so then they assisted Nyla and Angela with the other thing. And then I feel like then you had John and Selena assisting them earlier. But then John and Selena also had their own kind of, you know, personal off to the side things to deal with. So I I just feel like there were just little...
1: Everyone was kind of, like, roped in to things. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah so that's kind of kind of well wraps up although might leave it open-ended for elijah to come back i don't know um for that storyline and next we're going to talk about baseball tim because how could we not yeah of course and jenny and a little bit of bradson and obviously chenford because you guys already know we when do we not talk about them
1: we live laugh love breathe john bird on this podcast pretty much
0: yeah i just thought it was fun though that we got to see the like full scene of the sneak peek yeah um because i didn't realize that there was a little bit of the conversation that they didn't show yeah in the sneak peek um when john tim and Lucy are in the break room and I'm assuming Tim was complaining about the coffee machine because he couldn't figure out how to work the new one. So he like misses the old one even though yeah. the old one was disgusting.
1: <laughs> he was also just standing there looking like so sad. Like a sad puppy dog. Yeah. And also just like annoyed. He, like why do we need this brand new machine?
0: Yeah. The man just wanted his coffee. um, And so Lucy helps him out with that. And it was just like funny like she and she gave john like a power bar or something so Mm -hmm. he'd like eat something i'm like oh she's just like taking care of everybody like it was just so like cute very lucy to do that though thinking of everyone else and so they're all kind of talking which honestly i kind of want more of this trio if only so no one can like i just want the light bulb moment (laughs) (laughs) For him, really, I do. Just because it would just be, I feel like, hilarious.
1: Yeah. For him. I feel like everyone kind of, at least for this season, everyone kind of plays along with his obliviousness, too. Because, like, that's not really a word, but we're going to just go with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Because, I mean, we even saw Selena kind of go along with it today. Or with this episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: It's so good. I mean... We call John oblivious. He is kind of yeah. so, just a little bit. I mean,
0: yeah, I don't mean because when he asked like what they were up to last night, him was like nothing. And then Lucy went to the art exhibit, and obviously Lucy, being Lucy, was very prepared and read the pamphlet cover to cover. So, you know, if John had asked her another question about it, she would have been able to answer. And she's looking at Tim and says, you had all morning to come up with a cover story and that's what you came up with? <laughs> and I just thought it was kind of funny because Tim's usually not one to be caught off guard, but I feel yeah. like just the, I feel like he just thought that nothing would suffice yeah. for
1: Nolan. Yeah, but don't was not really
0: it- talk that much anyway, you know? Yeah.
1: Wasn't he caught off guard last episode too? When someone like came up to him? I feel like maybe it's just like, because he is a Sergeant, he really doesn't want to be like, I don't know, figure it out with this, but if anyone's going to be the one that outs them, I feel like it's going to be him because he just completely (laughs) like freezes in short circuits the minute like anyone comes up to them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So probably. Um, But Lucy also asked him for tips about the Citizens Academy. And he was basically like, well, there are any screenwriters in there, do not give out your card. <laughs> don't say <laughs> anything. Don't talk to them. Like, don't. Nothing. Not yeah. a thing. Um, and then obviously we got the flirty moment for Chenford in the sneak peek. So, you know, nothing sounded perfect. Which it does. I kind of wish we would have been able to see them do nothing, but it's fine. We get Yeah, but it. we got, like, so much better. I know. That's true. We I mean,
1: listen, I, I, either one would have been great. It would have been them together, but like, I don't know. I'm kind of digging the baseball. So. Yeah.
0: No, it was good. It was good. Yeah. And so next, uh, Tim and Aaron obviously are writing together, and they were talking in the shop briefly about, you know, Aaron giving social media ideas to Gray. And we saw this in a different sneak peek of Jenny calling him because there's a fight at uh, Tyler's baseball practice between his coach and a parent. And when they arrive, the woman's yelling at the coach because he won't bench the one kid and put hers in as the pitcher and she goes as far as to punch the coach in the face so she's getting bracelets put on her and the coach quits so Tyler's team doesn't have a coach right now and god bless Aaron he's just (laughs) the number one bird like ship captain right now because he's just like what about him and (laughs) I just I don't know Eric and his one-liners because he's just like what about Tim? Like he just he <laughs> said it in the like third, well,
1: in like su- such a matter of fact way or whatever.
0: Yeah, it was just like third person.
1: Well, it's mm-hmm. first person, but if you're referring to yourself, I guess. um We love and ship. We love and stand Aaron Thorson on this podcast too. Yeah. So it was
0: it was just great because of course how could Tim say no? It's for his sister and for his nephew so of course he's gonna coach and aaron just continues to do the absolute most because he all but runs up to the desk that lucy's at later and you know tell like guess who's gonna coach little league and she's like who because she's in the middle of something um and he's just like tim and she's like really um and I literally like,
1: cackled when yeah. he like ran up to her desk. I yeah. literally cackled. It was so funny.
0: I I mean, but then you know, she's all excited and even is like, can I watch? Like she and obviously she makes good on that because she does go to watch their next practice. Um, you know, like any proud girlfriend would. And Tim is being overly cautious though with the players and jenny had explained to lucy that their dad coached tim's little league team for all of like three days and he has literal scars to prove it and i was like oh poor tim
1: like i don't like that no for him
0: yeah i mean so no wonder he doesn't want to be harsh in any way with the kids Mm -hmm. but lucy knows that they still need structure which i appreciated
1: yeah it was I liked seeing Lucy kind of be like, uh, this is weird. Like, why is Tim being so nice? Like, he wasn't Mm -hmm. even that nice to her on her first day. And like, he's being nice to all these kids, but also like they're kids. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was good though. I love that we got baseball, Tim. And in season Mm -hmm. two, we had football, Tim. Yeah. We're winning here. We are winning. Gotta love it.
0: And I don't know. It was just fun because they kind of switched dynamics a little bit you Mm -hmm. know because lucy i mean lucy wasn't you know like tough to in a way but just you know she just knew that they needed some kind of structure because i mean the kids were all over the place no one could catch a ball people were sitting down in the outfield no one was covering a base like just nothing was going right in a practice at all um
1: it was like lucy like knew exactly what to do
0: I know I was so like, impressed. I was like, you go, Lucy, you I was know. like have you test? played
1: softball or something? Like you really know like how to command it. But yeah, also like, I'm here for that? it.
0: She she like studied up though. Yeah. I mean, like as oh, yeah. obviously Tim would, you know, once she found out, she's like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. if I'm gonna go and watch this, I wanna be prepared.
1: Yeah, Lucy definitely did her homework before. I mean, that's such a Lucy Chen thing. So
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe so. Maybe she was a sporty kid, although I just kind of feel like
1: I don't see it.
0: Well, I don't know, because I don't know how her parents would have been able to take her anywhere if her parents were never really, you know, interested in her life all that much when she was Hardpool, growing up. But I,
1: no, I, don't, I don't see Lucy being, that's like, fair. the sporty kid. I see her being on, like, in the math club and, like, chess club and stuff. And I don't debate. know why, but I do. Or science debate. club. I don't know. I could see but debate for her.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Other, other clubs like that, definitely. But anyway regardless she knows what she's talking about and she just kind of takes the lead and she takes it upon herself to be well she introduces herself as tim's friend but she's kind of just like the assistant coach in a way yeah um and sets the team up uh into some catching drills and you know she tells them to step off with their opposite foot to make sure they have a firm grip on the ball before they release it and just like all the while she's saying these things Tim's just looking at her with hard eyes and i was yeah. just, i was like
1: oh that's so nice so i missed all the dialogue that she was saying but i caught the hard eyes i i missed <laughs> it all because i was just like wait i'm like actually watching Chenford like on the baseball field coaching <laughs> kids i was like blacking out but i was also like still like watching it with my own eyes, it was it was a weird experience. It was like out of body, so
0: <laughs> I was so excited just because. Oh my yeah. gosh, I was I was living for baseball. It's the only sport I will ever watch on like TV.
2: Yeah,
0: and because I played softball for many many years, and so I was just like, wow, we're actually getting terminology and the uniforms, and oh my gosh, I was so excited. yeah. Oh, so yeah, that was that was good, and towards the end well it magically becomes evening in the rookie world I really didn't think their practice was going to go that long of course they did need a lot of work though if no one could catch a ball uh in a glove they were all sitting
1: down in the outfield or whatever yeah
0: I kid you not though like that happened because I mean games could go on and take extra innings and so you could literally just and if no one would hit then nothing's gonna come out to the outfield right. anyway so i can't i can't tell you the amount of times i saw um other people like would sit down or just kind of be like in a chill pose as opposed yeah. to a, a ready stance
1: yeah especially when yeah. you were like younger to playing because i remember like when i was younger it was like well no one's gonna hit out in the outfield one because we don't have that much like momentum behind us and two like <laughs> we're six like we're not gonna do that (laughs)
2: yeah
1: so I remember them like moving us all in but yeah I don't know I mean I'm sure that there were people that like sat down on my like baseball and t-ball teams but I can't remember (laughs) my dad was the coach so I couldn't like be the one that did Um, all
0: yeah I was gonna say yeah my dad helped out with um my t-ball team I think yeah yeah Mm
1: -hmm. now softball when I was playing I vividly remember running the bases and, like, there was a ground ball that was hit and it, like, went through shortstop or whatever and I had to, like, jump over it mm-hmm. to, like, keep running. <laughs> I vividly remember that, up. but, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can remember, I mean, there are lots of things I can kind of just remember in pieces. I mean, there was one time we played in the rain. Like, it was pouring <laughs> down rain and people were, um you know, going into slide over um, home to, you know, yeah. make sure you got it and literally slid off the base because oh it gosh. was so rainy and muddy and just ridiculous it was so insane. you
1: guys were playing on the dirt field then yeah when that happened okay yeah yeah, yeah we had i mean dirt, dirt field. mound
0: we had yeah dirt mound we had some it was grass it just mm-hmm. was badly you know not taking care yeah. of grass
1: <laughs> yeah in the outfield so yeah, we played on grass, I think up until like middle school, maybe high school, like for rec leagues. And then mm-hmm. we played on like the dirt fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't but know. It, good times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Got all the trophies back. in the picture still. And I'm like, childhood memories. Yeah. I don't know if I want to relive those. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, yeah. What a time. So yeah but so towards the end of the evening they're kind of packing everything up and Jenny of course has to comment how Lucy and Tim work so well together it's you know easy to see why and they do their why. whole oh gee well you know it's because we spend so much time together on the job like they just yeah. go right into it well Lucy more so yeah. just has that at the ready
1: which I, I truly was- wish that like the rest of the the like officers were there to watch them not just Angela <laughs> and Dyla like yeah. I really do yeah especially Aaron like Aaron needed to be there needed to be the third coach like yeah you just know. to
0: see like his work exactly being, like the result of it by exactly. suggesting that Tim him coach
2: yeah. yeah
0: yeah um I thought it was kind of not funny but just interesting how it was pretty much word for word what she had said to chris i want to say after the double date in season four that Mm -hmm. you know they're they have a shorthand because they're on the you know they spend so much time together on the job so i feel like that's her one of her go-to uh you know sentences that she has kind of tucked into the back of her mind if she needs to use it Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe but i don't know i feel like i mean I, I hope we'll see jenny more uh than yeah. just these couple episodes so i'm hoping that she we have a moment where she you know catches on and we can like see it happen in a way um but jenny had also mentioned that um one of the other players his he was like excited that his dad was going to show up but the father has warrants out on him and tim's like well if he actually does show up to the game tomorrow then we'll have to arrest him and so that kind of is like a downer on their conversation a little bit um and but towards the end of the episode though it's all like happy and everyone's cheering and we get to see tim and lucy decked out and i think the team was the grizzlies or yeah something. Yeah. yeah okay i was like i hope i read that right um but also though can i just say orange looks so good on both eric and melissa like it was i wasn't expecting to see actual uniforms on that well
1: t-shirts i guess i should and baseball caps and like lucy's curly hair it was it was a whole look the the yoga pants whole look Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and they're you know cheering on their team and um i just found it so funny that lucy was the one to get kind of that classic coach vibe of like oh dang they always do this you know and the um I think one of the players had you know swung too soon so it was a ball instead of a you know strike or a hit Mm -hmm. um and she's like oh he did it again and Tim just kind of looks at her and it's like be supportive and she's like oh okay yeah no good job good try (laughs) so she you know she tries to turn it around and Tim was kind of the one who was all chill um they totally and,
1: switched dynamics in this yeah they totally did
0: and I just thought it was just so cool because they have got I mean it was I almost didn't catch it though when Lucy was like I got excited and Tim was like I know like as they're clapping and everything's kind of happening because you have the noise from the actual crowd of people that they yeah. had and everything um and they're you know they're high five that turned
1: into a handhold that was a good moment I almost didn't catch either I keep trying to catch it and I can't like I'm watching them and I'm like I, do, I don't see it like I don't <laughs> see I see the high five but I don't see the handhold
0: well it's like very very quick and like everyone's focused on they think that Tim like had something in his hand
1: money my friend had the that because I was like yeah like his thumb is like all weird in the high five And my friend was, like, because he was giving her money or something. Mm. I don't know. I missed that, too, until, like, after the episode. I couldn't tell
0: what it was. Because some people were saying money, though. I saw other people were saying it was, like, a bandage, like, on his hand. I don't know. I don't know. I was truly just
1: watching the scene. And I was, like, we're getting more tempered. Like, I really can't believe this.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to think of what else. Because I'm, like, you don't really. Coaches don't really need whistles in baseball at least not you know to have on them at all times um so i don't don't know what it was i think someone literally asked eric and melissa though on twitter really if they yeah if they could actually let us know what the heck it was because people are very curious and honestly i kind of want to know too
1: same Um, i mean i'm honestly just wondering where our invite was for that scene. To be extras. Like yeah. I would have been. I would have been a background actor. <laughs> I mean I would have. Probably not paid attention to the baseball game. <laughs> but I would have. <laughs> definitely paid attention to the coaches. Yeah I just.
0: I couldn't believe that we actually got. Not only a practice. Then we got to see part of the game. Like yeah. that was just cool. And
1: we did get behind the scenes like today. Mm-hmm. And I wish that we would have gotten some of that. But yeah. you know I'll take what I can get so
0: <laughs> they were like the funniest like in three seconds the rookie account captured Eric and Melissa just perfectly because she wants the other bat and he's not giving her the other bat <laughs> so they can hold him up to take the freaking picture <laughs> like and yeah. he didn't give her the bat because she holding the one the same one in the picture before yeah
1: it. and Lyseth came through for us yesterday and like yeah. shared a picture of them just yeah. like hanging out on the field after i was like we needed all of this like what the heck Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Yeah. i mean you know it's better that we got it than to not have it at all but yes, right i would like to see at least just like they could have you know like dropped one of the photos and just with the like eyes emoji or something i don't know because they did that for um something similar when well it was Turned out to be dim slash Jake, but yeah, everyone thought it was Tim being arrested.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I'll never forget that day.
0: That we was were the... all like
1: Tim with tattoos, Tim in yeah. plaid, Tim in a graphic t shirt. Oh my yeah. gosh.
0: Tim, Tim with his so hair slick back. Like we were just
1: all so confused.
0: And I think that's what the caption was like, you guys are confused, like us too. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they had the little shifty eyes emoji. But yeah. anyway. Um yeah, so they're just the cutest people ever and we will just be living in what is what do people Chenford land is that what people are saying now? I think that's the
1: thing that's I think on Twitter. So. I don't Genford know. Land.
0: Yeah, we'll be we'll be living there. That's our new address.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's where you can find us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean it's just nice though because you know Jenny's there too cheering them on in the stands and I mean even though Angela and Nyla do show up on official police business to you know babysit the uh, boy's dad they do let him finish watching his son's baseball game so that was nice I feel like I'm trying to think I feel like it was similar i think it was a season one episode where might have been angela and john were partnered up like the switch up episode and she like let the dad finish the quinceañera yes with his daughter yeah yeah that's just what it kind of reminded me of like so they have you know they have hearts
1: and she well that one it was because like she knew what it was like for a quinceañera and like how important it was for like the girls said to be there yeah and I think mm-hmm. they they knew that this time like you know they could both relate to it just because they've got kids and like yeah. I mean That's especially nice. Nyla like Lila's a little bit older so yeah yeah it was sweet definitely yeah I was completely thinking that the dad was for the next storyline like he was that abusive dad yeah oh my God. and other people were too because I tweeted really? it out
0: and oh people God, were I like he could that. be
1: it was like, oh, they never said, like, I guess, that he yeah. was locked up or anything.
0: I guess I didn't really, I didn't put it together
1: because he had priors for that's true assault,
0: yeah, assault and, and attempted
1: murder. The wife had taken the kid away, yeah, and filled them with lies or whatever. But yeah. then, yeah, I don't know. I was like, they, it could very well be him. So crazy, yeah. I was like kind of disappointed shit. when it wasn't because I was like, <laughs> that would have been like full circle. But I was also like, you know what, that's it's good that it wasn't so yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah and so the next storyline was why they had the viewer discretion uh advised for mature content which I don't I mean it it just wasn't what I thought but I'm glad that they put the resources yeah on there that they did so
1: yeah it wasn't as a graphic as I thought it could be mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm definitely glad that they put the trigger warnings and stuff up. So,
0: yeah, definitely wish we would have had that
1: for a few other episodes and a few other shows, but you know, whatever.
0: The premiere, the season five premiere would have been nice for crying out loud. That was way more graphic. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Yeah. But I mean, I wonder if they didn't. I
1: don't know. I wonder if they did that this time because they knew of like. Not the backlash, but, like, the outcry from it, you know? Maybe.
0: I I mean, I feel like it is just a a tough topic to Mm -hmm. put into, like, to fictionalize in a way, at least on this show, because they haven't really done it before. Although it kind of reminded me of the pilot episode in a way. Don't know if you remember it that far back. The one guy that literally got killed because his wife or girlfriend or whatever ended up stabbing him and talian and john had gone there yes. earlier yeah and you know they just really couldn't think that you know a woman could be beating up a man yeah you know of that size or caliber and i was just like that's kind of what it reminded me of
2: mm-hmm. in a way
0: in in a similar vein um but yeah i don't know but yeah so this is the uh domestic violence storyline that we had uh it's it starts in lucy's citizens academy right yeah that's what it is yeah uh the group and there's a young woman there named kira who asks a couple questions about domestic violence like she wants to know what happens when the police are called and where a victim could go if they didn't have anywhere else to stay and So after answering her questions, Lucy kind of comes up during a break and tries to talk to her. And Kira mentions how her boyfriend Oliver likes for her to look a certain way, but then she kind of backtracks and is like, oh, well, he's just looking out for me. You know, that's why he, you know, makes remarks like that. Um, Lucy being Lucy is still skeptical, so she runs a check on Oliver to find out that his ex-wife Lisa has a restraining order on him for domestic violence and so she tries to talk to Kira later and asks you know if she feels safe with him and she says sometimes but not all the time and so that's what leads Lucy to help her get put into a shelter for the night anyway just for for now just so she can have uh, you know some time apart because that might do them some good because she wasn't she wasn't in the space to completely mm-hmm. leave the situation at this point but she kind of figured okay yeah maybe so and so that's why at the baseball field um, with Tim and Jenny she like gets a call from the shelter Saying that Kira was asking about Lisa and and the kids. And when they didn't give her the information, she was like, okay, I'm just going to leave. And so that's where Lucy had to go. And I thought it was nice that Tim was like, you need me to go with you? And she's like, no, I'm good. I got it. Um, yeah. Because it wasn't so much like he, obviously she she could handle it. But just, you know, she he was just, you know, wanting to make sure she was safe. So, so i just thought that was nice um and so when lucy finds kira she's waiting for oliver to pick her up and she's going on about how lisa was the one to blame for him getting his kids taken away and obviously this is the i guess i don't i don't know if manipulation is the right word but just she's kind of been lied to numerous times in many different ways of how you know everyone else is to blame for this guy's problem for this guy's problems but himself and Lucy tries to tell her you know the truth about things Um, and tries to get her to stay she even you know flashes her badge when he pulls up but Kira still gets into the car and drives off with him so Towards, I guess, like the back half of the episode, uh, Lucy and Tim end up asking Wesley for some advice from a legal standpoint, but there's not much they can do except keep circling back until she's ready to get out of the environment. And so that, you know, she knows that they'll be there for her whenever that is. And I mean, it's just like a tough situation all around. Like I had said earlier, it just, because I feel like a lot of people like place or have judgments Mm -hmm. for people in this, in these situations. And it's like, it's not a one size fits all, you know, solution for these things. That's why there are so many options and so many safe spaces and so many, you know, hotlines and all this, all these things for people in these situations. So, I don't know. I just thought that was good. Like, they didn't you know, like, paint it just one way. It was, yeah. you know. They do what they can do. Um, yeah. Honestly, though, I was kind of surprised that Kira called Lucy in the next scene that we mm-hmm. got with them. I really didn't think that it was gonna escalate to what it did. Um, but Lucy's out on patrol uh, and Kira calls her and we see well it like cuts back over and we see that Oliver's like throwing things around the house he's yelling he's obviously angry and now he's you know turning his anger on Kira and thinks you know oh I can't you know can't be with the kids now because of you and um, and when Lucy arrives she sees that uh, Oliver's holding Kira against the wall by the neck and she orders him to let her go a fight ensues between Lucy and Oliver, but she eventually takes him down and places cuffs on him. And then the next thing I also didn't see coming either, because I didn't actually watch live, and I I don't know how I didn't see any of the tweets that Jennifer tweeted for Shop Talk, but I did not somehow. So I I literally was going into it with nothing. All I saw were the uh chenford like baseball pictures i didn't see anything else before i sat down to watch
1: that's really Uh, all that was (laughs) circulating around twitter that's really all that mattered not to say that anything else should have been lessened in this episode but like i mean chenford kind of like takes over the fandom and the rookie knows that like they know that so Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah and so Lucy, you know, is turning starts to turn around, and Kira puts the gun puts a gun on her. Okay, so I just have a question though. Was it like was it Lucy's gun, or was it just Kira had a gun of her own? Like, because I didn't know if it, I didn't really think it would fall out of the, uh, was it well, called sure. holster? Yeah, because I know, I mean, Lucy did take a quite a few, you know, hits yeah in the fight that she had just had so i didn't know if it like it didn't look like her gun but i don't really know because i can't really
1: didn't he have a
0: gun oh did he maybe he did i don't know but like
1: she walked in with her gun out yeah but she wouldn't have put it down
0: i wouldn't think so like onto a
1: table i think she holstered it again i don't think it would have fallen out of the holster though I wouldn't be surprised if Kira did have a gun or, you know, I mean, even Oliver, then she was just going to use that. Yeah. And so then, you know,
0: Kira's saying how Lisa's to blame but, you know, Lucy's like, well, Oliver lost his kids because of Oliver. Like, that, not anyone else and, you know, she was trying to talk Kira down saying, you know, if you do this, like, you're going to you know it's just gonna ruin the rest of your life and so eventually she does drop the gun and lucy uh place her in cuffs as well so i don't know like i said i wasn't sure what to expect with Mm -hmm. the uh viewer discretion warning yeah i honestly thought that it was going to be something with the gang case and be Mm -hmm. just more bloody violence or something yeah um but yeah i mean it was it was good i think that the rookie tackled this yeah because i mean it is something that sadly is still a timely Mm -hmm. uh, subject yeah for sure yeah it was cool to see um amanda layton yeah. She was on. Well, some people might know her from the fosters. Um that she was Seth on This was Is on Us as well. But yes, she was on. I was just gonna say she was on This Is Us for people that watch that show. Um She's I had been on other her, stuff too. I had seen her on Make It or Break It in the last season of that show. Oh my played gosh. Um she played like the evilest little tiny gymnast. It was insane.
1: Um I stopped watching Make It or Break It i don't know why or when but i just stopped because i was like nah
0: but she's i mean she looked the exact same like she doesn't really age yeah um so it was cool to see her and i know liseth had posted an instagram story i think Mm -hmm. with her so it was probably fun for them to kind of reunite even though they didn't really share any scenes um
1: yeah but just to be on set she was in an episode of good trouble playing fun.
0: Emma again yeah fun yeah love that I feel like I've seen her in something else but I just I can't quite put my finger on it right now
1: she It'll was in the cheerleader eventually. murders
0: oh my god that's it thank you <laughs> <laughs> I just Literally. named that off I was like oh my god. there's like
1: a 50 50 chance that she might know this but I don't know
0: yeah it was a lifetime movie oh my gosh oh man you want to talk oh gosh you want to talk about bloody oh that movie was she was in the movie chance
1: with matthew modine in it i don't know but Hmm.
0: that one i don't know but yeah the cheerleader oh my god the cheerleader murders wow yep (laughs) yep yep yep
1: i love like when you like can recognize an actor from something different like I don't yeah. know at first I was like she looks familiar but I can't quite place her mm-hmm. and then I was like oh that's Amanda Leighton. so mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: well and I didn't realize that Elijah was back in this episode until I saw Brandon's name in the cre- er, in the opening credits and I was like okay when is he gonna come back when is he gonna come back <laughs> it's like literally 10 more minutes we still yeah. haven't seen him I was so confused but yeah yeah so that kind of wraps up that storyline last but not least oh my god i don't even know what a word is for bailey and john's storyline i don't i don't know
1: it was comedic
0: i mean yeah but it was so like just it was the most weird. random yeah thing like i did i seriously thought it was just gonna be like they were actually gonna be a nice Uh, older couple or whatever that they were dealing with and but no
1: I feel like it definitely spoke to their personalities more and I was like I mean this is on par for them like I don't not see this happening because they are both like super nice and like they both would be like like you know it's fine just skip rent or whatever Mm -hmm. and of course Selena like was all up in the middle of it and she's like no this is ridiculous
0: oh my gosh yeah she just she did not uh hesitate to give her opinion
1: and yeah. it was great. So. so okay, so Aaron is like Chenford's number one stan right now. <laughs> yeah. Selena is basically balen's number one stan right now. Like pretty, pretty much. much. I mean yeah. balen's like already together and so but Selena's yeah. always just around with their storylines, which like yeah. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. Yeah,
0: it's so funny.
1: I love it's it. It's so
0: funny because like Nolan was never, I mean, well, let's see. We didn't really get a like personal life story for Talia when she was in the first season. So, like, Nolan wasn't really, you know, around for like that as a rookie. I mean, he was definitely a part of like Nyla's storyline in season two mm-hmm. with yeah. uh, Lila and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like maybe it's just kind of, you know, they're flipping the scripts in a way because, you know, now John yeah. has a rookie.
1: So, I just love it though. I mean, it just <laughs> means that we get more Selena time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: which I knew that we would anyway with her being John's rookie, like, you know, started the show there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah so um, Bailey and John are enjoying the morning at his house and he's mentioning how, you know, there's been quite a few offers to sell this place. And Bailey kind of sits down next to him and is like, well, maybe I should sell mine. But, you know, she has tenants, um, you know, a sweeter, older couple, But after a little bit of prying from John, she finally is like, Well, they're way behind on rent. Like six months worth. And I love how John told her, You're too nice. Maybe I should have a talk with him. And I was like, dude, I get it, you're a cop now, but he's just You're also too nice. Yeah, Yeah, he's too nice. He's too helpful not gullible but just i mean
1: oblivious
0: a li- yeah just yeah 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 it's a good word um and so he asked if you know he can talk with them and bailey's like sure so he and selena drop by and meet the couple who insists things have been slow for them they'll get the money to him by wednesday You know, although they do have to take off a couple hundred dollars because of the repairs that have to be done. And John John just doesn't waste a second. He tells them that he's also a contractor, so they should send him the list of repairs that they need done. He'll see what he can do. Selena's stance about Balin being too nice to be landlords is still correct because even i mean he doesn't even really i mean he kind of blinks a little bit when they text him the list and he sees that it's hundreds upon hundreds of repairs that they've done but still he is kind of you know thinking yeah this is ridiculous but also there has to be you know a way they can resolve this in a nice manner Mm -hmm. um so when he and bailey go back over to the house to you know try to figure out a solution they find an adult film is being shot there (laughs) the uh the couple rents out the home four times a week for that crude film at 1500 a day so six thousand dollars yet they can't pay bailey's four thousand dollar a month rent. I don't think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and, like, why, like, what they were using the house for? No. Like, it just... Huh, No. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. I just, that, it was, it was random. I mean, but, I mean, I guess it kind of, well, not makes sense. Nothing about... <laughs> Nothing about Balen's storyline made sense to me in a logical yeah. way, but it kind of goes with this couple's MO, I guess. Yeah. Because um, they had Wesley do a little bit of digging, and these two are essentially like. I wrote in here like bad serial renters <laughs> because they've <laughs> made countless landlords' lives like live yeah. in hell because they grew mold in their last rental and then they wanted to, you know, charge the landlord for them to fix it. You know, like they were yeah. like, we're not paying for this. You need to, you know, we're gonna charge you to fix it. And Wesley tells um John he can't really do much right now cuz it'll take up to 3 months before a court date can be set since they i think since they are now paying rent or they're going to like they are still renters so it just there's a lot of back and forth um and i guess i don't know i mean they they want them gone now though they will do whatever yeah. they can to to get them out And so, at the end of the episode, when uh, John and Bailey returned to serve the eviction notice, and he posted on the door, and they, you know, happened to walk in, and the whole house is empty.
1: Besides for Bailey's bed. That's true.
0: Yeah, besides her bed.
1: Which, like, they should have just taken that, too, because that's gross. I mean, mean, imagine all the stuff that they've done on that. No, yeah. Just burn it. I hope she burns it. (laughs) um (laughs) if she doesn't i would be very grossed out
0: yeah um so yeah they they cleaned up the whole place they kind of essentially robbed her of everything but you know bailey chooses to look on the positive side and you know that that place represents her old life her new life is with john at his place and it's like yeah they're in a good place right now they finally you know she has pretty much all her stuff over there anyway so i don't Mm -hmm. understand why she even had that property
1: yeah like why she still held on to it
0: yeah yeah but i kind of thought it was interesting though how she like brought up jason she was like you think after jason i would have learned and yeah but john was like no you know you you trust people and that's you know it's admirable So I thought that was nice because he's able to, like I said, just put, they're just both able to see the positive in things. Yeah. So it works for them in this case. So yeah, that pretty much wraps up the rookie.
2: Yep.
0: Don't know if we have any other thoughts aside from just screaming about Chenford and no one's eardrums really need that.
1: I mean, I could go on forever, but you know, (laughs) I won't for the sake of time and the sake of everyone's sanity yeah mostly (laughs) mine but we did have some listener thoughts though so we'll kind of get into those now um Sonia had said having the shows back to back it's different the rookie lately feels like it's over Before It Starts, which is a testament to how lovable the characters are and how good the storylines are. The Lucy situation had my heart stopped. I agree. Having the shows back to back, it's so much better. So much better. Yeah. And especially, like, having The Rookie at, like, 7 p.m. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would like if it was a little later. But honestly, it just makes me, like... I don't know I feel like I have more of a night I guess (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we you know I can get stuff done after too before but Mm -hmm. yeah so it's yeah I I definitely like having them on back to back and I feel like it I don't know like it just it gives me something to look forward to on a Tuesday versus like on a Sunday I guess I don't know because Sundays you know you're getting ready to go back to work or whatever so Mm -hmm. um Yeah, but yeah, the Lucy situation, I was just like, like, what's going on? Like, I, it was, I couldn't believe what was going on. And then when she had the gun pointed to her head, I was like, why are we doing this to her? And after we had, like, shot at Angela and Nyla, I was like, can we stop? Like, can we seriously stop with all the guns and, like, shooting at these women and, like, pointing the gun at her? No, like, I don't want this. So...
0: So Ava had said, I love the Rookie's episode tonight. All the storylines were balanced and it wasn't a one-sided storyline. Also, everything about Chenford was amazing and Lucy being a badass on her own and handling the cure situation was awesome because she's always, she's always so nice. This episode is up in my top five. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Love hearing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this episode was good. Like, there was a lot of like interesting, good, action-packed storylines. So mm-hmm. um Becky said, I'm hoping we're getting another Chenford kiss next week or a hug or just some form of contact so that I can spiral over. I'm literally same. Like I don't even know what I'm expecting at this point. I don't even think I really have like high expectations because I'm just yeah, like I, don't. I truly never lose. So just bring it on.
0: Yeah. I'm just yeah. I mean, because we're already so blessed, especially for us since our other ship on the show that shall not be named is like dead right now. So I mean
1: both of the ships?
0: Okay, fine. You know literally but, all whatever. of my ships.
1: All of my ships besides <laughs> Chenford this year, this season of TV have all yeah. disintegrated. Mm-hmm. Like Chenford is the only thing keeping me going. Yeah. So Yeah, in our yeah. TV
0: lives, it's nice. I just feel like we're already we're blessed already because yeah. Chenford's in their canon era, and yeah, everything else is just like icing on the cake. Yes. For me anyway. Yeah, anyway. But I, yeah, definitely, everyone will be spiraling. For sure. Yeah. Uh, blessed turtle said it was nice to get a small taste of how Chenford are going to be as parents oh yeah everyone is saying that that they give off like yeah. major you know like parent vibes or just you know this is going to be you know tim and lucy cheering on their kids and like yeah i guess i just don't i mean not that i don't see it but just i'm not even thinking future chenford. <laughs> i'm just so caught up yeah. in their dating oh my gosh like, yeah yeah wow, i'm not that
1: thinking that yet solely because like other shows that like they get past that dating stage Mm -hmm. it's usually when like things start to go wrong the rookie doesn't usually have that but like you never know and yeah yeah, so i'm just living in the honeymoon phase i guess is what you could call it for right now yeah yeah
0: but for sure i mean like it does make sense just i mean it was just cute to see them cheering Mm -hmm. everyone on and yeah yeah uh blessed turtle also said nice to see elijah finally making moves it's definitely going to be a whole team effort to take him down this time and i can't wait to see it honestly same i hate saying that because i know i shouldn't like a bad guy character but just brandon does it so well i just yeah. i can't I'm, i mean obviously i'm definitely not rooting for elijah like i want him to be taken down right but just bravo to brandon every single week that he's on there just, yeah i just i yeah i don't know how he does it
1: but i also just love how they just continuously bring back villains like next week we have oscar back
0: oh right oh my gosh yeah
1: and bailey's like if you so much put a scratch on him i'm like oh bailey
0: it was so funny though like her threat was very um vivid and yeah <laughs> even john was like Ooh,
1: okay. <laughs> and and then Oscar's just, like, looking at her, like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. what about it? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh. Um, Chrissy said, love that they've made this transition into dating without losing the true essence of Chenford and keeping Lucy just as badass as she's always been. Their relationship is so mature and exactly what they both need. Can't wait to see how they continue to move them forward. Same. I agree with all of that. I honestly think it's just made like their scenes better. I mean, not like not like their scenes were bad before, but I feel like them entering into a relationship kind of also like grew their friendship. Yeah. And well,
0: then it just kind of plays more into you know because Eric and Melissa are such good friends. Yeah. Just you know.
1: Yeah. So allows
0: them to kind of just run with it, whatever they're given. So. Yeah uh lore had said tim and lucy were handing each other money in the baseball scene did they cut a Henford's scene of them making a bet oh, okay so so people are thinking it is money
2: yeah I,
0: maybe so i mean they've bet on a bunch of other things although i don't someone would have to tell me what they'd be betting on <laughs> cuz i don't i
1: don't really know i know they're on the same team
0: yeah i don't i mean like if um nope i can't even really think of anything i yeah because like tim was the chill one
1: yeah not, i was know. gonna say unless they were like betting on their personalities like who would be the yeah. first to crack or something but even then yeah i don't, I don't know no
0: yeah i don't i don't know hopefully like i said hopefully maybe eric or melissa will see it yeah. on twitter and, and answer and put that yeah you know, we can finally have an answer to that
1: yeah so Um, this wasn't really a thought, like a thought that was submitted, but I saw it going around Twitter and I agree with it. So Amanda had said the rookie has been really good about balance this season, but this is one of those episodes where I think there's just a little too much going on. One too many plots and some could be executed more impactfully with more time. I agree. Mm -hmm. There was like a lot going on. Mm -hmm. I mean... And, like, we had, like, Nolan and Selena bouncing around, like, Tim and Aaron, which is great. And, like, I want to see more of that. But it was almost like the domestic violence case in the baseball should have either been in the same episode or separate. And then, like, the drug gang war thing, like, happening in whatever episode that, like, the other, like, the domestic storyline wasn't mm-hmm. happening in. Because it just felt like there were two big storylines and then, like, neither of them got the time that they should have received like we did get closure to them and we got endings but it kind of felt like not as satisfying I guess so
0: yeah I feel like well at least for me anyway I wasn't I mean I obviously unless you saw the episode early no one was exactly knowing what the you know viewer discretion was about but I feel as though people may have run with their theories too quickly because at first it was you know uh transferred you know like the heat level mm. you know that kind yeah. of thing um and then it was you know about the possibility of you know multiple bodies or something for the you know for the gang war um yeah so I was kind of leaning towards that. I thought just the, the gang case was going to be. gruesome Especially gruesome or something. Mm-hmm. So I was not expecting. The DV storyline to be. In there at all. So like if it yeah. was just the. Gang thing. Then we had the baseball thing. And you know maybe the. You know Balin. Was you know. Yeah. The, the plot or something.
1: Yeah yeah um, like. There were basically four different major storylines, and I feel like they could have been split up two and two. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Feds kind of had quite a bit going on too, but when I was outlining it, it was still just like two storylines.
0: Yeah, it somehow worked.
1: Yeah. A little easier. Yeah. So, and with that, we could just go right into Feds because we don't have anything else on the rookie i don't nope. think so um yeah so um feds episode 11 was titled close contact and um so we the episode with congressman damian roberts at a press conference speaking like a press conference kind of like a speaking event too like um and they're getting ready to leave when the car blows up um and so we find out that like he was the target and, you know, he's fine and all that, but like his driver is not. So his driver is going to um, St. Stephen Hospital. And so we find out like also that Simone, um, because like Cuddy's like watching a news coverage, um, like a news event coverage or whatever on Damien. And so like we find out that Simone was in D.C. and she took a group of kids to visit his congressional office and she like plays a cool on their past and you know Cuddy's like okay well you know when am I gonna meet him or whatever and Simone's Mm -hmm. like yeah no like we're not we're not Mm -hmm. close anymore so we go back over to the to the bureau. Garth is back Elena's like yeah he's back too soon Laura gives him a hug like it's just it's so great to see Mm -hmm. um and so guards is like well i'm sure that you've all heard about the congressman we have to split up and you know figure out this case so um simona and carter are damien's security detail and brendan and laura are taking point on the bombing and finding the bomber so you know they split up and um you know carter and Simone are like driving to go meet damien and carter's like he specifically requested us like why why is that mm-hmm. happening and so we kind of like we go back over to brenson who's going into the lab they find out they find antoinette to see if she has any of the bomb fragment fragments and her and brendan like finish each other's sentence and laura catches on and she asks brendan like if that's the tea um because you know i mean at this point like we had seen Brendan kind of interact with Antoinette so Antoinette's like yeah the receiver must have been on the same frequency as the key fob and like that's what detonated it but I'll do some more work on it so as Simone and Carter are driving to like go meet Damien you know she's getting all like pretty um putting on perfume like you know looking in her go bag and everything and Carter's like wonder why we were chosen you know like he's (laughs) kind of like spiraling out on this and Simone (laughs) just reminds him and she's like you know, we've been kicking ass and taking names. Like we're doing great. You know, I I don't think that this is a big deal. And she looks out the window and she discloses that she knows Damien personally. And Carter's like, how personally do you know him? And she's like, well, we hooked up about 2000 times while I was in DC. Um, And she tries to go like more into it. And Carter's like, no, I don't need to hear any more of this. Like he just cuts her off.
0: Yeah. I mean Simone having a go bag there, can I just say as someone who has like any kind of beauty product on them at all times, I can appreciate it. I was like, I understand. Yeah. But also like wrong time to be present. Yeah.
1: And she was so like nonchalant about it. She's like, I keep it in the glove box. Like, yeah, it's no big deal. Which I mean, okay, I don't have like a full like go bag in my car, but I do have like necessities like in my car, in my purse. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you have to like, do that if you need it. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: hey, you know, why not? Um, So Carter's like, you know what, you need to be more professional. And she's like, what am I not like, you know, it's fine. I'll, I'll keep my cool. So we go over to the congressman who's like talking to his team and you know, he has their support and Carter like gives an update on what the unit is doing and like shares you know what they'll do for him specifically and so like as he leaves to I think go and talk to like Emma or figure out more about like what they need to do or something Damian and Simone talk um and Simone's like you know I know that you haven't forgotten about me and like you know there hasn't been a day that's went by um and so Carter like comes back and he's like what's going on and so Simone just like goes back to her professional Simone Clark self and she's like nothing like nothing's going on yeah, and that was the theme yeah. in the episode was yeah, nothing, nothing for sure <laughs> so Carter shares that they'll need the specifics on Damien's next event like well before it happens and Emma who is his assistant or chief of staff is like yeah sure no problem so we go back over to the bureau Garza is briefing the team basically Brunson, Laura and or Brendan, Laura, and like a bunch of other just like random people that we've never really seen. I mean, if we do, they're just in the background. So, guards is like briefing them on what they know, bringing up some bombing subjects um, and who are credible in the LA area. And he's like, you know, um, they all have means and access, like, you know, these are our credible subjects and so laura shares the profiles that she's worked up and like you know she shares that the women are suburban armchair pundits like so they're kind of out the doomsday proper barely gets out in the sunlight so he's kind of out and then there's teddy booker who could be the unsub because his word choice is very like immaculate he's detailed he's articulate like etc and um Elena's like he's even got quite the rap sheet. Like this guy is looking like he could be it. So Brunson goes to talk to Teddy, who ends up making a run for it. But also, when Brunson's at the door, like they don't know what personal space is, well, and also they look so. On. And I
0: was like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be focusing on who the heck they're talking to, and I just can't because they're height difference and they're just both so pretty. <laughs>
1: And just, like, their facial expressions when they just, like, flash the badge. I was like, oh, my gosh. I am I'm Mm -hmm. so here for all of this. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, like, they go to talk to Teddy. He's like, yeah, let me put on some clothes. He ends up putting a bookcase against the door. It was just, yeah. So he, as Brendan's, like, going to go out the window, Booker, like, kicks him down. Was it, like, in the chest? Because I was like, I for a know, minute, I kept... thought that it was his face. And I was like, no, because he would have, like, a bloody face. Yeah.
0: Well, because, like, I, they kept switching. Well, I appreciate the use of the body cams on feds. That was not the time to do it. Because yeah. they kept switching back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, can we just stay on one POV so I can actually yeah. see
1: this all unfold?
0: So yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, he, he okay. got kicked somewhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so then you know, like, Brendan makes it back up, like, he gets out the window, and he's, like, going down the fire escape trying to chase after Booker. Booker ends up, like, getting down, running, um, and so Laura, like, meets back up with Brendan, and they've lost Teddy Booker. So, that's great. Um, so then, like, we see Brenson is searching Teddy's apartment with, like, their, uh, crime scene unit or whatever, and, um, you know, they find that he has a lot of costumes and he's even got a fake ID to the hospital that Damian is speaking at. And, um, Laura sees that there's a lot of news articles about the congressman. And she's like, you know, he goes way beyond, way beyond obsessing over harming the congressman. Like this guy is our guy. So, um, Carter and Simone and even Emma like recommend canceling this weekend event at the hospital but Damien's like no it's fine like you know I've dealt with worse before so Brenson sends Simone and Carter like the picture of Teddy and they give him the rundown and Damien and Emma are like we don't recognize him and the team is kind of like well why would you like he's always in costumes he's got wigs like he's got he's never like his normal looking self and so Damien's just like I won't be deterred by hate like you know this is still happening so Brenton rolls up as backup you know Simone and Carter you know um, securing like kind of the area too and um, Simone and Damien like get into it like on the car ride and everything and she's like yeah that's why like I broke up with you and he's denying it and so of course she gets the last word in and Carter just looks so annoyed he's just like I really don't want to be here right now and i yeah. don't really want to be having all of this conversation so yeah
0: because it was like carter and emma right we're like both there yeah and so i was just like wow they're just like what second you no know, third and fourth wheeling yeah <laughs> or something it was just even just...
1: even emma was getting annoyed i was like i mean i would yeah. be too mm-hmm. but yeah yeah so so at the hospital speaking about brunson is you know there and Laura's like, okay, okay, so we're looking for the three A's, which is assess, aim, and adapt. Which I doubt that it was, like, talked about between the rookie feds and the rookie, like, writer's room or whatever. But I love how last week they used uh, GROUT, like, Mm -hmm. as an acronym or whatever. And then the three A's this time.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, and then that reminded me of the rookie's um, deer method. Yes. (laughs) That Tim used so yeah
1: yeah. so and then laura like had brendan assess the location again they did not know what personal space was in this time granted they had to be close because they had to like whisper and everything but like they just didn't know what personal space was um which i thank them for (laughs) but yeah so um laura and brendan like assess the location pointing out the exits and you know he looks at aim then and you know then so he also asks about adapt and she's like just be ready like be ready for hell to break loose so simone like is scanning the room she sees teddy in a wig and he's like slowly pulling a gun like out of his backpack or whatever and so she yells gun carter ends up taking them down And Simone gets Damien out of there and, like, takes him to a safe location. Um, But they get ambushed on the way. Mm -hmm. And so they're, like, handcuffed or whatever. And Simone's like, hey, Damien, remember what I told you in the bar in, like, D.C. or whatever? Um, And so that kind of, like, clues him in that they're, like, going to work together to take these guys down. So then somehow, like, they start getting shot at. And Simone, like, fires one back with someone else's gun or whatever. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's just, like, a badass move. And then she, like, picks up her earpiece and reports back. And, like, she's, she's like, we're good. Like, I've got him. Yeah. And, you know, um, everything's good. So we go back to the bureau. Gar- Garza and Carter are talking to Teddy Booker. And he's, like, yeah, it's called The Great Reset. Like, you know, kidnapping Damien was only the beginning. Um and he's like, the car bomb, though, was not me and my team. Like, it, you know, we just wanted to film him recanting his radical socialist agenda. Like, killing him was never a part of the plan. So they kind of, you know, they figure out that, like, they've got Teddy for, like, all of the stalking, all, like, the assassination attempts, but, like, they don't have him for the bombs. So, um, Damien's like feeling the aftermath of the stunts from before and like him and Simone are being a little flirty and Carter and Garza like come in with an update and share that Booker denies being involved with the bombing Um, and Damien's like well is it possible that he's lying um, and is like, it is one of the members of the Citizens Freed, Freed, Freedom Movement served in the army, but like the bomb was the work of an amateur. So either like they did it on purpose to confuse them or someone else is behind us. <laughs> so Garza's like, you know, we'll enhance security detail. Carter's like, just stay home, you know, until all the viable suspects are ruled out. And Damien's like, all right, I'll cancel the rest of my day. But like, I can't do that tomorrow. And so Carter and Simone are still gonna stay with him and Carter's like, "I'm taking the first shift. Simone like meet me there at nine to take the second and she's like, wait, why am I taking the graveyard?" And so he's like, okay, you want to play rock paper scissors or whatever and so then he's just like he starts to do like the motion and then he's like meet me there at nine like yeah I'm not I'm not playing games here. <laughs>
0: It's just so funny. Like I should not have been laughing so much at like all of Carter's like one-liners. But I was. It was just the funniest thing because I seriously thought this man was gonna just start playing rock, paper, scissors when he's like 9 p.m. <laughs>
1: like that's it. I I've always loved these characters, but I feel like Carter is gradually becoming one of my favorites. So funny. Like definitely one of my favorites. So yeah um so then you know Simone's like getting ready for her security shift um and she's like looking for her best outfit and Cuddy comes in and like he's asking if she's got a hot date and she's like no like you know I've got work or whatever I'm staying with I'm guarding Damien tonight um and she's like but you know it's over between me and him like it's over you don't have to worry about that so which like okay um so Simone like gets out of the car to release Carter and he just kind of like does double take and he's just basically if this show was like on hbo or like showtime (laughs) or whatever (laughs) he would have totally been like what the fuck are you wearing like what are you wearing
0: he was like he was like look me in my eyes like you are actually here to be a professional human not do whatever the heck you're doing now
1: (laughs) and and you know that he just wanted to say like you're literally sitting in a car like why are you dressed like this yeah oh I, carter carter hope is one of my favorite people. um i think it's honestly just james's acting like that just yeah. sets me off i love it me um so then like carter you know drives away and it's probably just like shaking his head the entire time and so she goes up to damien's door and she claims it's to let him know that she's there and which i mean that could very well be true or whatever oh, and so God, there's a window yeah
0: (laughs) there is some way to look out he could look out the door if he wanted to, and
1: he knew that she would be there at nine yeah because he heard that so yeah yeah so then you know like she lets him know that she'll be out she'll be in the car out front and he's just like i ordered dinner like from you know your favorite takeout place or whatever do you want to come inside and so she goes to like walk away but it's like technically it would be easier to guard you from inside where like your actual like body is better than like Mm -hmm. outside and i was like all right simone like get a girl
0: get Mm -hmm. it (laughs) like she she just she just let her guard down and just did not care she's like okay going for it right now yeah
1: yeah so um Yeah. So Damien and Simone are having dinner together. It seems like they're rekindling things like there's they're laughing, they're having drinks or whatever. And he's like, you know, I was a little shook when, you know, you broke up with me. And he's like, I'm just so used to doing things on my own terms and I'm trying to be more open to someone else taking the lead. And she's like, yeah, I better just get back outside. And he goes to like walk her out. And he's like, even with a good conscience, like, how can I send a woman I care about back into like potential danger and she's like you know that I can handle myself like I'll be fine and she leaves but then like comes back in to kiss him which was such like a rom-com thing to do I feel like
0: (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Mm -hmm. um so then the next morning Damien comes downstairs shirtless he finds Simone like sitting at the kitchen table or whatever drinking coffee and we find out that they hooked up the previous night which like Obviously, I mean that kiss was just the start of it. So, which again, go off Simone. We love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, like, we go back over to the bureau, and Laura shows Garza a video from the attempted kidnapper kidnappers, and you can see them like plant the bomb. They find the actual bomber in the video, and like Garza gives them all tasks. So simone and damien simone damien and his assistant or chief of staff emma are all like shot at like in a drive-by shooting and his assistant is just like that's it like we're canceling the rest of the events after two attempted assassination events and so like you know the team rolls up or whatever or at least laura and brendan roll up to Mm. damien's house and you know simone like comes out of the house or whatever and laura's just like why were you in his house like should I be wondering that or like what's going on and so she like catches Simone's drift because Simone's like uh, it's not really anyone else's business like I was telling him the rundown or whatever and Alora's like okay well Carter's waiting for you back at the office and like he's gonna have something to say about this yeah. so we see like Simone and Damien going into the bureau and Damien's like is there like a spare room or whatever that I can like do some work in and so Damien like walks away or whatever and Simone's like yeah I know he puts up a good exterior but like I know that he's a little shaken on the inside and Carter doesn't hold back he's like did you determine that because you were bonding inside the house this morning or like what (laughs) and so he like reprimands her for what she's done and she and tells her that she got lucky and she just Which like literally
0: that's like the like double meaning of that. Like yeah. I wanted to tweet it, but then I was like, no, I'll leave yeah. it alone.
1: <laughs> yeah. So then Simone like changes the subject pretty quickly. And I don't even like know how she gets to this realization. I mean, besides for just realizing that like she is lucky, but she's thinking about Emma, the uh Damien's chief of staff, and how the attempts have happened when Emma's been around. Um, and someone's like, you know, if she was killed with him, like no one would think that she was collateral damage. And so Damien comes back out and he's like, you know, it can't be Emma. Like, you know, it just, it can't be. So we find out that Emma had um, some things happened in her past that like, could potentially be leading to this. And so, Damien shares that, like, a few years ago, she was driving home from a fundraiser and, like, accidentally hit a young man who died at the scene. And there were witnesses who vouched for it. Like, it was, for all intents and purposes, she was clear in that, like, it wasn't on purpose. She was sober, you know, like, she was sober, everything like that. Um, And Damien shares that there was a civil civil suit launched against her, but it was dismissed. So... That could be why that's more than likely why the um why the kid's dad is so like he wants her revenge. And so Simone's like, you know, this makes sense. Like all signs point to yes. And so Carter and Simone go to where Emma is, which is like Damien's office or whatever, and we see a shooter follow her into the office, and he holds her at gunpoint, then runs into like a room and spirals out, like holding the gun to his head. And it's interesting to see what's going through his head. Because, like, it's kind of blurry. It's, like, fast moving, fast paced. Um, But they end up, like, talking him down from the shooting, from shooting himself. And Carter arrests him. And, I mean, thank God. Because, like, yeah, I don't know. That was just, that was, that would be a lot to watch. And, like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I have no words on that. So, just thank goodness they... We're able to talk him down from that. So Damien stops Simone like before he leaves, you know, telling her that like she could give up her job and move back to DC. And she's just kind of like shocked by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, or I'll be out, you know, in LA some like keeping an eye on my constituents or whatever, you know, we can keep seeing each other. And I love that Simone set boundaries here. Cause she was like, I'm putting myself first after all these years. Like, sorry but no this is not gonna happen so at the end of the episode we see Cuddy watching Damien's speech and he asks Simone when like his he's gonna meet his future son-in-law or when his future (laughs) son-in-law is coming to dinner and Simone's like yeah no that's that's not working out so yeah yeah that was kind of it like on the whole Simone it was interesting to see her because we've seen her with DJ you it was interesting to see like her with Damien and like see you know she's comfortable with both I mean we kind of knew that like she would be right you know I mean like we kind of yeah. knew that she would be that she's bisexual and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah other than that I mean we've just got Brendan and Antoinette which like I don't know I I, they're cute they are I still ship Brunson but I can get behind Brendan and Antoinette for now so
0: yeah I like them like way more than I thought I would they're Mm -hmm. they're cute I just I'm just so glad they're at least just that it is working out so far yeah yeah there were an awful lot of bumps in the road in this episode especially
1: but brendan being the most sunshiny person ever handled them like a champ Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah yeah so basically you know i mean everything in this episode was so like intertwined that i feel like this the feds outline is just like all over the place because it was like going from like Brendan and Antoinette to like the case as a whole and then like going back. So, um, Brendan and Simone are like walking in together in the elevator. Simone's like, You know, Brendan, like you got a hot date with Antoinette tonight, or like what's going on? And he's like, No, it turns out that she's dating Carter. And Simone's like, Who told you that? Like, Simone acts like she knows so much about Carter's personal life, <laughs> and he's just like not telling her anything. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it um also Simone is a wing woman like we need to appreciate that more
0: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so Simone's like yeah I don't believe that um and Brendan's like I've worked up her profile like all signs point to yes and Simone's like she gives him one piece of advice and she's like be less like Laura for this and more like me and he's like what do you mean and so she's like watch me and so as they walk into the bullpen this was the sneak peek that we saw and as they walk into the bullpen she sees carter and she asks him kind of loudly she's like you know hey carter like are you and antoinette hooking up and he's like talking to someone like mid sentence or whatever and he looks up and gives her like wtf face
2: yeah
1: and he walks over and is like why would you think that and shout it across the bullpen and so brendan's like what do you mean like you know And so Carter shares that what's really going on. And Antoinette has been helping his son with his French homework. And so when asked to confirm if they're just friends, Carter's like, yeah, dating a colleague is completely unprofessional. Which like, oh, Brendan, I mean.
0: I I know. know. I kind of thought it was like a, okay, like they're not going to work out or like anyone's going to work out.
1: Yeah. In Yeah working relationships, but yeah. So so we see Antoinette like come out of the lab wondering if someone called her name and Brendan's like, yeah, yeah, Simone, like she don't worry about her. She doesn't need anything. And so he asks her out on a date and which like he's just so sunshiny and kind of shy about it. And like, oh my God. I just I love Brendan Acres so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then you know like she's just like yeah sure i was you know wondering what took you so long or whatever and so brendan immediately goes back to simone and he's got like this cute little walk and he's just like so like happy-go-lucky about it and it literally is the most precious thing i've ever seen like it's great um i'm so glad that the rookie feds brought brendan acres into my life like (laughs) they they really did that for me (laughs)
0: We'll see if you would have
1: watched Rebel, you would have been able to see him a year earlier. I will be, I will be watching Rebel just for him and James. <laughs> um, yeah, so then like Brendan immediately goes back to tell Simone, and you know, Laura's like, What's going on? Like, you know, and Brendan's like, I'm not ready to spill the tea yet. Like,
0: <laughs> he has to wait till it's hot. And I was like, Dude, do you mind? Like, stop,
1: it's too like. Hard but like also the way that that's me and my coworkers. <laughs> we literally will tease each other and we're like we got yeah. piping hot tea tea coming at like 5 30 and I'm like just can I, have a, can I have a hint at it like you yeah. know but oh it's
0: just so funny though that like it so just funny. oh my god yeah there's just I don't know not nostalgic but just it reminded me of just like you said like you're talking with your friends and then someone else wants to know like oh what's going on nothing nothing yeah nothing
1: (laughs) well and like i don't know i feel like laura would have like pushed more for it i don't know i just kind of get that vibe off of her but and i was a little disappointed that she didn't but she didn't have to wait that long to find out what it was so um we find out that like brendan's phone is blowing up because they're like walking into the hospital or whatever to like go to that speaking event <laughs> and you know his phone's blowing up laura's not a fan of it of course because <laughs> like why would she be um you know grumpy versus sunshine over here um yeah. and it turns out that brendan's ex-girlfriend wrote a memoir and put brendan in it like mentioned him shared a few things about his personality and some of like his personal business and he's like you know people at the bureau like have finally stopped talking about vampire cop and Laura just reassures him and she's like, no one here remotely cares about your personal So I, I can, I believe me on that. <laughs> just this like.
0: So funny.
1: Like you can always count on Laura Stenson to keep it real.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, just in the fact that like at the event, she was like, put the phone away. <laughs> yeah. She was like scolding him, like put it away. Not right now. <laughs>
1: oh That's my good. god I love I love Brenson, I love Brendan I love I I just love it all so yeah but then like he sees Elena and he's like Elena did you read it like what do you think and she's like I read it did you read the comments and he's like no and she's like the comments are the worst part and she's like well we can file all these things we can like you know get all this taken care of and Brendan's like no we can't and He's like, cause it's all true. And I was like, Oh no. Um, so yeah. then Laura says that Antoinette's like way above all the office gossip. And it's probably like, probably didn't even read it except she did. And she's a little standoffish about all of this. Cause like they see each other in the bullpen and she just kind of like, I don't know, like turns away or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. And then we go and like meet up with Antoinette again. And she has information on the bomb fragments. So Laura takes a fragment information. Cause she's like, you know, this is what I really need the most. Mm-hmm. And Brendan talks to her about his ex-girlfriend's book. And, you know, she's like, I believe that you're not the same guy, but it's just another reminder that you're a celebrity. And she's like, you know, it reminds me. Like she reminds him how she left France to get out of her family shadow. And like, she likes Brendan, but like thinks that it'd be better if they just sit friends So, you know, Elena, like, comes in, because Brendan and Laura are, like, watching the video together before, Mm -hmm. like, Laura shows Garza or whatever. Again, not knowing personal space. (laughs) Brendan's in a black, like, t-shirt, which, like, thank you, at the Rookie Feds wardrobe team. Because he's also in, like, they weren't, like... sweatpants but they weren't no, like dress were, like, pants either i don't know i don't know how to explain i don't know but, if like, it was like
0: jeans or what i don't know they were just, it was just an all like dark ensemble mm-hmm. it, was
1: it was almost like loose-fitting khakis or something i don't know but like thank you for that i'm just gonna say that right now
0: <laughs> this is just yeah, like no, a session of me just... as soon as i saw him on the screen i was like jennifer's gonna have a field day <laughs>
1: It's become a session of me just like obsessing over Brendan Acres. Fine, <laughs> yeah. I swear I still love Chundford and I still love Wesley evers I swear I do. <laughs> it's just Brendan Acres adds to that list too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So um, you know, Brendan's like talking to yeah. her about that, and she's like, you know, I like Brendan or I like you, but I think it'd be better if we just stayed friends. So Brenson's like watching this video. Elena comes up, she's like, Brendan, like you're needed in Guards' his office alone. And Brendan's like, yeah, that's not good. Like, you know, wonder what this could be about. So he goes in and, you know, Brendan's like, listen, boss, like, I'm sorry about the memoir. And guards is like, I don't even care about that. Yeah. Like, I don't. That
0: cracks me up. I just can't even believe that he was actually in on the office gossip because he wanted yeah. to be last episode. And yeah. he like wanted the tea and now he has the tea.
1: I literally love how everyone is wanting this office gossip Garza Laura like they all do about Brendan and Antoinette like it's literally my favorite thing Mm -hmm. so Garza heard that Brendan asked Antoinette out and Garza's like telling him about his first office romance how she became his first wife like how it ended all that and so Brendan's like well you have nothing to worry about because Antoinette turned me down um and Garza's like Well, maybe that was for the best, Um, which like, okay. I know that Garza said that like office romances don't work out. Same with Carter, but Mm -hmm. like, and I ship Brendan and Antoinette, but like I still wholeheartedly ship (laughs) Brunson. you know, because like they always say like office romances can't work out and like these shows and everything. Well, then what happens? Everyone gets together and half of them work out and half don't. So
0: yeah
1: you know I mean if Brendan and Antoinette don't work out that only just paves the way more for Brunson. so yeah yeah I don't I
0: mean I'm like like I've always said I won't be like bummed out if they don't like turn it in that direction I'm just happy to see them on screen together like I don't know I just feel like because I felt so bad for Brendan, though, when he was friend-zoned, and I was I like, oh.
1: And he still took it guy. like a champ,
0: yeah. because he's sunshiny. Yeah. So, I don't, like you said, I mean, I'm all here for Brendan and Antoinette, too, especially, I just want to know what their, like, undercover yes. like, mission slash date is gonna be. Yeah, especially- that's why I was like, when he was friend-zoned, we had already gotten that description, so I was yeah. like, okay so they're going on the date at some point something's gotta turn around
1: especially because like we don't ever see her like out in the fields like we Mm -hmm. see like Brunson and Simone and Carter so I'm curious to see how she gets roped into this Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but yeah um maybe they need maybe they need someone from the bureau that's like not been seen before I don't know so um but then, like, Brendan catches up with Simona at the scene of the shooting at Damien's house. And, you know, he's like, I respect your decision, but I just want to ask you two questions. Like, humor me. Which, like, love that he respects her decision. Loves that he just wants to, like, get more clarity on it. Like, literally just give me more reasons to love and ship Love Brendan Akers. Mm-hmm. Um, And so he's like, one, do you like spending time with me? And she's like, yeah. Like, you know, next question. And he's like, second question is, will you regret it if, or will she regret it if she doesn't at least try to give them a chance? And so he kind of sees her like start to think about it. And he's like, you know what? Take all the time you need to think about it. Like get back to work. We'll reconvene later. And so at the end of the episode, Branson is getting ready to walk out together, which like I'm living on this (laughs) crumb here. (laughs) Yeah and then elena comes up and garza comes up and honestly i love this this foursome like here you know i love brentson and i love elena and garza like all teaming up even if it's solely to troll brendan
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and garza's like don't look now but like Antoinette's talking to clancy and laura's like and no one likes to talk to clancy like you know you know he can hold long conversations or whatever and they're just like totally trolling yeah, him about like, it he's like
0: someone's gotta go save her I'm like okay I think he gets it you guys yeah
1: <laughs> so then you know Gars is like Brendan go like talk to Antoinette and make sure that nothing's going on because didn't he even like bring up like heard that they're like going on like a hot date or something later like he was totally like messing with him and yeah. I was like honestly I love this <laughs> yeah Yeah. So then, um, Brendan like goes to talk to Antoinette, like, you know, everything's good or whatever. And, you know, she like answers the second question and they're just like, they're cute. They are cute, but like also (laughs) Brenson, like Brenson. Um, but okay. I was thinking about this last night and I'm like, do we have a ship name for Brendan and Antoinette? And then, for some reason the first one that came to mind i was like i don't even know why was Brantonette, and i yeah i don't know
0: like Bran
1: and then twinette
0: yeah well because their last names don't really go together either Yeah, acres and then i think i don't actually know how to say her last name i just saw it from um the actress had posted from instagram and like you can see her i think it's like Benito or Benetau, okay. I don't okay but it so like it doesn't really because acres and Beneteau like yeah so or I, I don't, don't know f- if there's like a French if you say that in French a different way I don't know yeah I didn't take French I don't know
1: but yeah I don't know what we would dub them as as a ship name but like Branto mm-hmm. maybe I don't know <laughs> yeah. a shorter version of her name
0: mm-hmm. I don't know
1: but like they are cute And so she's like, you know, I thought about your question and I would regret not giving us a try. And so they're going on a date on Saturday Mm -hmm. and she's like, you know, I know that you're not quiet. Like I just kind of have to get used to that or whatever. And so before she leaves, he's just like, I promise to wear something quiet too. That does not include his fierce sweatpants. He cannot wear those. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah i don't even know what the heck that meant but it's just so funny i can't wait to see what it is that he is wearing Uh
1: especially because she wants it to be quiet and if they're going like undercover or they're like their date quickly becomes an undercover operation that's not that's not a quiet date yeah so yeah yeah but that's about that we have for feds i mean that's all that i have i swear i swear i'm done gushing over Bren- brendan acres i swear i am <laughs> i promise but like also no promises because next week shows vampire cop so we'll, we'll have knows, to see
0: vampire at. cop and then we'll get the undercover eventually like i don't just there's just so many things to look forward to and like both the shows honestly yeah in the upcoming episodes
1: honestly season five and season one of feds have just they've been bringing it like they've been killing it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and i love it but we do have one listener thought from feds do you want to take it
0: uh yeah sonia had said uh feds i swear improves with each passing episode yes i agree
1: yeah yes yeah
0: hopefully more people will tune in for i mean obviously people do though because like the ratings are good so people must record it and then watch later yeah that or it's
1: that or it's not people watching it from twitter like it could be people from facebook and stuff because there's a big following for john nolan over on facebook like no Mm -hmm. hate on that Mm -hmm. but i don't yeah maybe but like they promote it the same across all channels. So it's not like they're promoting it more on Facebook or anything, but no. it could very well just be like, you know, the lead into the rookie. And I mean, there, I always forget that like, there's more of a fandom just outside of Twitter. <laughs> I always forget. <laughs> yeah. Um. But also like ABC started that new show, Will Trent, that mm-hmm. premieres after. So mm-hmm. maybe that's some of it. I don't know, but yeah. Um, yeah so yeah Yeah. i don't think we have any other notes these were good episodes so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um but that is it for us tonight you know we we talked a lot about chenford we talked a lot about brendan acres mainly me it's fine um but you know if you want to if you want to keep up with our chaos our brain rots our spirals you can find us on Twitter at the Shop Talk Pod Underscore or email us at Shop Podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um, you can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at JStark804.
0: And I'm at Carrie Hyman.
1: And we're also on TikTok, um, at the shop talk pod under podcast underscore, um, which has really become like our chenford platform like i do a lot of tiktoks with chenford as the center i don't know why i just i do i really need to put out more with brendan and laura but um there's an account at juarez lover and they make all of these edits and they've started making Brunson ones and i send them to you and i'm (laughs) like this this is how i'm getting you to join tiktok (laughs) This is how I know.
0: I would join. I would join just for Brunson.
1: <laughs> um, I might just go down the YouTube rabbit hole though and see if there's any brenson or even just Brendan Acres like fan cams. Mm-hmm. Like I, I very well there might.
0: needs to be like. Have you seen him? Hello.
1: I know. Like, <laughs> do you see his dimples? Do you see his <laughs> sunshiny personality? Like, yeah. All right. I swear. I swear. I am done talking about (laughs) um but if you liked this episode of shop talk which we really hope you do um we would really appreciate it if you left us a rating and review it really helps out the podcast helps other fans find us um and yeah next week we'll be back covering the new episodes of the rookie and the rookie feds bye everyone bye guys go get them boo